0: Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio, supported by Real World at REELworld.com and...
1: Replay Radio, keep up with what the hottest stations are doing. Replay Radio will schedule and record any streaming radio station or show automatically. And the Integrated Media Guide makes it easy to add a station or show with a single click. Try Replay Radio free by clicking their ad at BrandwidthOndemand.com. Brand
2: Brandwidth On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be.
3: I listen to the radio in the mornings so on my way to work.
0: Can have its own version of reality reinforced on radio is not going to change.
3: Um, I like the morning talk shows
2: and all the songs. They're the first voices I hear in the morning. Woo!
0: Now your guides
2: through the mediamorphosis... Noted communications second-generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book, Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee.
1: Welcome to Brandwidth On Demand, the podcast about making great radio. This time, we're exploring what it takes to own your market, and we've got one of the classic examples of doing just that. Dave Ryan, who has owned the Twin Cities, with his top-rated morning show on KBWB.
3: Yeah, he could be a poster child to the idea of brand I And mean, he uses all avenues of bandwidth to get his brand across, and we'll ask him how he's doing that.
1: Hey, boys and girls, we're in luck. Today we've got the world-famous Dave Ryan from the Twin Cities, that's Minneapolis and St. Paul, the famous morning show guy. You may recall he's a lifetime member of Mensa, a pilot, a motorcyclist, a snowboarder, an author, and a winning morning show guy. Welcome, Dave.
0: Hey, Dave. How are you? Wonderful. Hope things are well for you today. Things are really good. You know what? Most of that stuff is made up. That intro you gave me sounds great, but I made up half. I'm not going to tell you which half, but it's mostly lies. I like it
3: and spoken like a true radio person. Speaking of which, Dave, when did you first know that radio was going to be your thing?
0: Um, I grew up in a house where the radio was on all the time. It was a background noise. It was entertainment. um, We had radio on all the time. So when it came time to me to decide which classes I was going to take at my local community college, uh, there was no question I was going to take radio. And I, for the first time in my life, in radio uh, courses at Pikes Peak Community College, as I call it, the Harvard of the Rockies, um, I got nothing but straight A's for the first time in my life. And it was, it was fun, it was easy, and there was nothing else that I ever wanted to do more. And it's kind of like most radio people, you know, you get bitten by that bug and you really want to do well. So probably, you know, a little bit before high school was when I realized that's the only thing that I wanted to do to the exclusion of everything else.
1: Dave, is a top morning show, what do you look for in a great program director or a really good manager? What do you expect from them?
0: Wow, I've been lucky enough, Dave, seriously, to work for some of the best. And, you know, and, and, and honestly, I've learned from some of the best. And, and you learn something from even the worst or maybe the the one the program directors that you're not crazy about. You learn from them as well uh, because you learn what's lacking. But uh, But what I look for is somebody who gives me enough rope. And when I say that, it's the rope that I deserve. You know, they say give you just enough rope to hang yourself. Um, But when you're first starting out, you want a program director who will let you explore your limits, but not exceed your limits. And uh, back when I was first doing mornings, I worked for Bill Richards, who's a legendary radio programmer. Mm -hmm. And Bill, Bill would not let me talk that much. He let me talk a lot, but he wouldn't let me talk all I wanted to because Bill knew that if he let me talk all I wanted to, I was going to hang myself. So, But but I think that expands. I think you want a program director who recognizes your ability but won't let you exceed your ability. He'll let you stretch your limits uh, but also knows enough to coach you and encourage you and to give you the things that you want and give you the freedom to make some mistakes but limits to limit how big of a hole you're going to dig yourself. And I've worked for, you know, Mark Bulky was great. Mark Bulky trusted me a lot. Um, uh, Dan Kiley, uh, the late, great Dan Kiley. Um, Rob Morris, basically, it, it, when I worked for Rob Morris, he's basically said, hey, you know, I trust you. Go do what you want to do. And then the programmer I work for now, Rich Davis, same thing. I mean, I don't talk to Rich that often because Rich just kind of trusts us to do what we know how to do
3: you've probably got some things a PD or manager should not do with a, an established show like yours. What's your number one pet peeve?
0: Boy, uh, off the top of my head, I would say playing favorites. Um, I have worked for some program directors who were either buddies with somebody else on the show. Um, uh, which there's nothing wrong with that unless it leads to playing favorites or, huh. <laughs> sleeping with somebody on the show. Boy. And oh, sh- and that <laughs> really makes it difficult because mm-hmm. all of a sudden this person knows that they can get away with a little bit more because they're sleeping with the boss. And, and honestly, I think that a morning show dynamic is a really interesting dynamic. And there's so many things that can make it work or make it not work. And a lot of morning shows can't stand each other and sometimes that's because of what the program director is doing off the air. And I think playing favorites and, uh, and letting one person get away with something while the other person is working their ass off, that can be a problem.
3: Good point. So what tips might you offer for those who want to own their markets like you do?
0: Live a local life. In other words, talk about the things that are in your market. For example, mention a restaurant that is in your market. Talk about a little mom-and-pop place, or mention this, this why is traffic always bad at 494 and 169? Why is it always bad? It doesn't matter what time of the day, it's always bad there. Um, uh, you know, mention the Mall of America. You know, give a shout-out to the guy who works at Panera Bread over in Edina, you know, that type of thing. Um, so, and then talk about, you know, local things. But at the same time, that's not enough you got to be a good show you've got to be a good you've got to be a good show you've got to be a member of the community it's not one thing people say well be local you can be local and still suck you can do call outs of traffic and sports teams and and the local mom and pop mexican restaurant and still suck you've still got to do a quality show you got to do a show that makes people want to come back the next day
3: Dave, anything we didn't ask that you'd like to share?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I would say that I, I tell people this, and this is this. This sounds like I'm, you know, a little bit negative here, but but I think it's a really true statement. When I say and I tell radio people this all the time, that about ninety percent of radio people are a little bit lazy, and I think. That's true. And I'm not bashing our business. I love this business and I love the people in the business, but the people on my show, we don't hire lazy people. Um, we hire ambitious people. We hire the racehorse rather than the mule, the racehorse. You don't have to, you know, to urge them to go the mule. You gotta urge them to go. And, and we, and so my thing that I tell everybody who's either in radio or starting out in radio is work harder than the other 90% of people in radio. And you can't help but be a rock star because you're going to be noticed that you stayed late. You got there a little bit early. You stayed late. You did one more thing. You know, do one more thing before you leave. What is it? Whether it's clean up the studio or help your production director do some spots or, or, or come up with one more thing to put on your website. Do one more thing. It's called being a professional, I guess, you know. Gotta be a pro. Let's let's get to work. That's great advice. Really good advice. That is true. I mean, I. No, I it is. I, it
1: is. Yeah. Wow. Our thanks to Dave Ryan, the morning star of KDWB. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, would you please rate us on the iTunes Store? It helps others discover the podcast, Brandwith On Demand.
3: Hey, your comments and questions always welcome. Email show at brandwithondemand.com. Or call our sound offline 802 489 7739. Or if you're more than a few reports behind on the old public file and just heard the FCC's in town,
2: make it 802 489 SPEW. Coming up What They Didn't Tell You at the Job Interview. Brandwith On Demand. Supported
3: by TrafficCast. Enhance your drive-time commuter relationships with a Traffic Karma mobile app. Launching soon. Market-exclusive broadcast partnerships available. For details, please email info at trafficcast.com. That's TrafficCast. One word
1: with two C's in the middle.
2: Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand.
1: You know, for people who may be following in your footsteps, Dave, what are some key things they don't tell you at the job interview that maybe you should ask?
0: Um, show enthusiasm. Show enthusiasm about the radio station. I mean, make them aware that you want the job, and then find out. You know, you should do your homework and know about the radio station. You know, know some of the staff, know what they what their ratings are. Um, but I would say, you know, if you want that job, show enthusiasm.
3: So if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is, do most of your prep ahead of time so you don't have to ask questions. Is there anything though that's ever surprised you after you've had the gig?
0: Yes, uh, I <laughs> I got one radio I got one radio job where the program director was banging three or four people and um, <laughs> uh, on the staff. Um, but that was kind of a shock. Uh, I, I got a job where the the same program director was doing blow every night with the late-night guy, Um, and I forgot to ask during the interview, hey, are you banging anybody else on the staff besides the traffic girl? I should have asked that. It never occurred to me.
3: Yeah, that's a whole new definition to the term quarter-hour maintenance, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs)
3: But seriously, folks, is there anything at the interview that should be asked by either side that maybe is overlooked?
0: That's a tricky one. Um, you know what I would ask this? I would say, "Who is your ideal candidate for this job? Who is your ideal? What do you if you could hire? If you could describe the perfect person for this job, then tell me who that is." And I think when they answer that, you will either be able to sell them that that is you or you'll know that you don't want that job. Because if they say, I want somebody who will listen to my ideas, I want somebody who will put me on the show once in a while, I want somebody who wants to, who, who wants to work with my wife or some kind of awful red flag, you might say, good God, I don't want this job. So ask, who is the perfect um candidate for this job. And you might also because this is really important say what kind of input will you personally have for this morning show or for this afternoon show? Because you because I think a lot of a lot of jocks will appreciate some input, but you don't want somebody who's going to hotline you. I mean, if you're a if you're a program director, please don't hotline your jocks. Please don't do that. You know, we're people and we're very I don't know, self, we're, we're hard on ourselves already. So, but I think that it would be good to know what kind of input that program director wants to have on your show.
3: One of the most helpful things that uh, Mr. Martin ever taught me was catch people doing stuff right because they already know if it's wrong.
1: Right. Hotline them to say, great set. Yeah. That was a killer bit, man. You are really killing it this morning. You're crushing it. I mean,
0: that's the hotline you want to make. That's right. And you know what? And people love that stuff because after all, you know, we're, we're, we're very fragile. The DJs are very, fra- entertainers are fragile ego- egos. And, um, you know, we we, we really appreciate praise and we really are upset and crushed by criticism. So, you know, you know, you learn to take it both the good and the bad, but you're right. I mean, yeah. Hotline when there's something great. What a star.
1: Dave Ryan of the KDWB Morning Show. Hey, the extended play of this interview, including items trimmed for time, and the show notes at brandwithondemand.com.
3: And thanks to Catherine Kelly Murphy at 1604 Productions for handling executive producer stuff.
1: Hey, that's a wrap, Kipper. Here's something to keep in mind. The radio business has been a business of export for many, many years. That is persuading an audience to tune in importing your audience to your owned platforms, whether they're on the air, the web, or even your apps. Well, in the new mediascape, there's new work to be done, and that's the business of exporting. Exporting your content to platforms that you don't own. You'll find more on this in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin.
3: I'm Kipper McGee, and may all your Brandwith be watched.
2: Any reuse or redistribution of brandwidth on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes Store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brandwidth on demand,
0: not your average quarter hour.